This is DevOps in Agile Way Podcast. Hello everyone. So last time I promised that in this episode I will tell you about my opinion about 2023 what happened in DevOps world. And I was doing some kind of research in the internet what people said. There is still not many things about to summarize this year, more like predictions for this year. But looking on the predictions, looking for this year, looking for the predictions to the next year, looking what happened really in the field, I will say that there is no surprise and not many things changed really. And still the same predictions for next year are here like it was for the last year. We can list a few of them. And let me just check what I have in my list. There are predictions which I agree. There are predictions or summaries which I disagree. For example, one of the predictions for 2023 was that platform engineering will overcome DevOps and DevOps will just go away. What is not true what is a very wrong perception and what means that the person who is saying that doesn't really understand what platform engineering is and what DevOps really is. Platform engineering will not be new DevOps. It's a little bit different story. It's the same like SRE. A few years ago, we could hear the same things like DevOps is dead, SRE now is the new DevOps. Is it? So DevOps, SRE, platform engineering, they all have their own place in the picture. We need to remember about this. Still, I believe the thing which is not emphasized enough, and for me, this is very, very important part, is the how we deal with the workspace. And by workspace, I do not mean workspace from Terraform, but our workspace, where we are, where we work, where we collaborate, where we interact with others. So the interactions, how... We build the teams and the organization dynamics. This is very, very important, especially after pandemic time. I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode. I don't want to repeat myself, but how we deal with the collaboration in our teams, especially remote teams, this is very important and this has huge impact on the performance of the team. And here we also need to talk about Conway's law and all those aspects around. So this is very, very important part. Another trend or predictions for this year, for this ending soon year, was done from the technical perspective. And then there we can find things like microservices, serverless, infrastructure as code, multi-cloud environments, low-code applications, GitOps, machine learning, artificial intelligence, etc., etc., chaos engineering, observability. And all of those words, buzzwords in this case here, well, yes, buzzwords, they were here for some time already, and they will be with us for some time, for longer time, honestly speaking. Maybe what changed from the beginning of the year or like November, December last year to November, December this year is the impact of AI. Because right now, after ChatGPT was uh, published for the first time, somewhere in November, December last year, and with the upgrades and updates for this and how much it impacted the industry, how many companies started to work around this to implement AI into their services, this is significant. And we have 
good approaches. Like for example, uh, from AWS, we have a couple of quite interesting things related to AI. I'm not talking now about the like big services like Bedrocks, things like that, but more like something small like this uh, Party Rock functionality where you can play a little bit and with help of AI and uh, with really no code approach, you can create very simple application for yourself or something what is new Amazon Q, which integrates with your AWS and can help you to work with AWS. Still, I'm not fan of the name because for me, there is only one Q, the Q from Star Trek. Yeah, it will be always this queue. But this Amazon queue has some similarities because, um, well, as queue did not everything like Captain Picard or other captains wanted, that Amazon queue is not doing everything what I want, right? So, yeah, that that's uh, kind of similar. It, it, it has its own character, I would say. Anyway, the integration with Visual Studio Code, for example, it's great. And the possibilities it gives us, DevOps, developers, whatever, is really, really amazing. Still, it is more like supportive tool, not something what will, you know, uh, make our work, our human work obsolete. Don't worry about that. But this is a tool which can boost our productivity for sure. And this is uh, the, I think, this is the main change from the predictions for 2023 to the reality. Because I don't think we expect that kind of growth and that kind of impact of AI. I mean, maybe we expect in you know some dreams, but not in the reality. And this had really, really huge impact. From different perspective, I believe that with the approaches, we have two quite interesting trends, which are with us for some time, but still, I would say, they gain momentum right now. So this is micro frontends. We hear more and more about micro frontends. If you are interested in that, I recommend to you to listen to the episode with Luca Mezzarilla, where I talk with Luca mainly, uh, not may- maybe not mainly, but also about f- micro frontends. And another one which is growing, and I tell you why in a moment, is infrastructure as code. But not infrastructure as code as a simple approach to it, but more like to build some elements, some structure, some orchestration management platforms and many companies started to realize that the infrastructure right now is too big, too complicated to just have like simple templates here and there and execute them. They need something what will encapsulate infrastructure in one place in order to have the control over it. I think that the situation which brings some awareness to the infrastructure as code world is the license change done by HashiCorp in the middle of this year and birth of OpenTofu. This gives uh, to infrastructure as code a lot of visibility. Let's call it this way. That's good because this can help to this this part of, of uh, DevOps work to be more visible, more analyzed, more understood by uh, by companies. So that's that's very good. Different aspects, or, or for the different aspects, which I'm really not happy to see, is 
the thing related to security. We're still not there. And of course, companies were hacked, are hacked, and will be hacked. But the biggest, I think, from my perspective, as a DevOps and person who works in the SecOps world as well, the biggest issue this year was with Okta. Because Okta, as a company who should help us to make our applications and our systems more secure, was the victim of being breached. And this, not, not only once, if I remember correctly. So this brings some questions to the mind, right? And we start to look on this like, hmm, should I really trust this company? Should I really trust this solution? Should I really trust this tool? And this is a very good question. I will not give you the answer. This is the answer you need to find by yourself. I'm looking on the list and for this year we have companies like well-known companies like Moveit. For example, we had looking for another Infosys, uh, Boeing, what else? Sony, what else? Duolingo, Discord, a Norwegian government breach in July. Oh, I didn't know that even that in July also we had a Roblox data breach. So not many, but uh, only 4,000 members of Roblox developer community have their uh, data exposed. So I'm not a Roblox developer, so I'm safe. But anyway, American Airlines, UPS Canada, Reddit, so on and so on and so on. So I'm just in the middle of the year. Discord, T-Mobile. So there is a lot of things. And interestingly, in March, we had ChatGPT data leak. This is the answer for how safe is, you know, sharing sensitive data with ChatGPT. It's not really. Then we have also Activision, Atlassian, Reddit again. And it, the list is huge. This shows that there is still a lot of work in terms of security. And I didn't go, maybe there will be reports next year about this, um, but I really would like to know what is the percentage of areas why the data breaches and any attacks uh, were possible. For example, how much of these breaches was related to misconfigurations of applications, misconfigurations of infrastructure. And in case of infrastructure, how many companies which where data was exposed used infrastructure as code? Because this gives me the visualization where we are with infrastructure as code. How good is our awareness of it? So this is this is um, very important. And for me, for me personally, this year was also some kind of interesting. Very interesting, really. I finally become developer advocate and I'm looking on things right now a little bit differently. And this is this is a very interesting time for me as well. Quite interesting year it was. I'm looking forward for the next one and we'll see what next one will bring. And the next episode will be about my predictions and really my predictions for the next year. And we will see what will happen next year and how good and how accurate uh, I am in this. So, see you next week. Have a good one and take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of DevOps in Agile Way podcast with your host, Pavey Pivosh. Subscribe, comment, and do not forget to check our next episodes. Stay tuned. Stay safe. Stay curious. Stay curious.